Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I can't believe it. How dare you want to podcast with me on all days? Today's National Aunt and Uncle Day, July 26th, (laughs) and you want to spend that day podcasting when we can celebrate all the aunts and the uncles in the world. I'm so sorry. You definitely were supposed to be with your aunts and uncles today. And I pulled you away from this super important holiday. You're different. You're different than you used to be. <laughs> you used to I put liked, lipstick on your face. <laughs> I liked it when you were weirder. Actually, in all, in all honesty, I think that you hid your weirdness from me for like a full year. A and full then, year? No, only like a few months max. Yeah, and then like the the then you really out. put out the red lipstick on your face, and now you're totally different. Now you won't even celebrate National Aunt and Uncle Day. How dare you? I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so selfish. Um, this is all on me. Um, but you know who's not selfish? Someone who's going to share his time with us today. We invite returning guest, the amazing uh, touchdown uh, Tommy. Also, what was the nickname we gave you last time? There was something with another T. Tommy is back. Hello, hello. I am back, and yeah, I have multiple. There's so many nicknames at this point. Tough lips, Tommy is one. Tough lips, Tommy, <laughs> the uh, inventor of the uh, recycled milk idea. Saying, green milk. We could pitch it. Again. I, <laughs> we'll have a, maybe we'll have an idea that I can come up with today. We can market ourselves, become successful, and uh, yeah, then we can you know throw all the aunts and uncle parties we want. 
it, I mean, the 26th is a real raging day for the national holidays. Nationaltoday.com shares all the fun holidays of the day. Not only is it National Aunt and Uncle Day, it's also National Dog Photography Day, National what Bagel Fest dog? Day, National Coffee Milkshake Day, World Tofu Day, and it's also Kate Beckinsale's birthday and Helen Mirren's birthday. Wow. So that's all the things that we can be celebrating today. But instead, we're here. Well, don't worry, though. Don't worry, though, because I know, listen, I know you had Chappelle on. He did a great job. Great job recently (laughs) on the podcast. Yeah. But you know what Chappelle is missing? He doesn't have that party planning skills like I have. And I'm here to plan uh, the podcast and an uncle appreciation party uh, and it's going to be real classy. And now, oots, oots, what's that? Oh, no. Oh, oot, what's that at the door? There's a pizza what's delivery it? man. It's oh, Rocky. Oh, oh, uh, Tommy, <laughs> oots, oots. Has a, Tommy has a lean cuisine pizza. It's a pizza and a, and a pet and Rocky. Rocky. I'm sorry. Does Rob, that mean Rocky. that Rocky is our stripper? Because he's not wearing any clothes to start. So he's kind of already ready. Yeah, no, it's like reverse stripping. He like puts clothes on. Oh, I mean, that would definitely be more appropriate for a baby shower, I gotta say. I just feel like talking about babies, like Rocky is like, I feel like one of my babies and I don't want to see my baby strip. Man, I really really messed up this party. There's so much to unpack in that one sentence. Yeah, actually, Tommy, how many baby showers have you planned in the last few years? Um, none. I had, I had, I have one nephew, uh, who was unexpected, but I wanted to name him Pa for like PA. Yeah. Just like Pennsylvania. Yeah. You call him like Pa for short. Just Pa Pizzullo. Um, Tommy, your cat's name famously is pasta. So do you just really like PA in general? Maybe you should move to Pennsylvania. Well, the original story was it was going to be baby pasta. They all laughed at me in my face. So then I named my cat pasta in, in vengeance. And for a good three years, I was like strictly calling the baby baby pasta and the cat pet cat <laughs> pasta. It was like a month apart. I got the cat. Like, from the <laughs> but yeah, I should move back to Pennsylvania. I am originally from Pennsylvania. I'm basically Nuh-uh. a Corey Matthews myself, so. Are you serious? Yeah, I thought you were always a New Yorker. You tricked me. Well, it's like, you know, when does it count, right? Like, <laughs> real when does topic. it count? But when, when does it count? Like, I was like two or three when I moved to New York. Oh, well, then you're a New Yorker. That yeah. But his birth certificate is a Pennsylvanian birth certificate. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter because he took, well, he took his first steps in Pennsylvania unless you were a late walker. Um, he went to school <laughs> Tommy, in New York. Tommy notoriously hadn't walked until he was nine years old. I actually <laughs> still don't. I still crawl to this day. <laughs> so, yeah. Really slow walk. Um, Tommy, we're so happy that you're back. And especially these two episodes. Um, back to back, we have some real rough Corey content we're going to have to get through. We have Valentine's Day and a baby shower as well as a really sad episode that I got to say, Sarah, it was as if I watched this second episode for the first time ever. Did not oh. remember this episode at all. Maybe you just uh, decided to skip it because it didn't fit your haha funny narrative. Yeah, it's not very funny, got to say. And it's also not very, like, medical either. Like, what the hell is going on with this baby? Like, we'll get into it. But, like, who the hell knows why the baby can't breathe? I don't. Still don't. 
Well, we'll get into that. This is not Grey's Anatomy. It's not our jobs to figure out what's wrong with the baby. No. It is such a drastic jump to go from the first episode with like Corey ruining everything and so oh such terrible, terrible person. Yeah. To like the second episode where it's like, oh, we're supposed to be sad. This is all very sad now. We're not. We're supposed to forget about the fact that his son brought a stripper to a mom's uh, to his mom's <laughs> baby shower. Oh, it's so great. Um, yeah, let's let's dive into these episodes. We start off. It's it's Valentine's Day, um, and Sarah Corey is a romantic, and Big romantic. he is like, this is our first Valentine's Day since we broke up, and we're engaged, so it's like the last one before we get married, and so it has to be the most epic Valentine's Day ever. Yeah, he feels like he has to make up for last year they were broken up. So he has a lot to make up for. So he just wants to make sure it goes perfectly. And he wants to uber plan it. Corey's a romantic. So this is this is like his wheelhouse. He wants to plan the perfect day for Topanga. Yeah, Tommy, I know we've probably talked about Valentine's Day before on this podcast. But what are your what are your feelings on Valentine's Day generally? Uh, generally, you know, for me personally, I, I think of it as like, I try to do things throughout the whole year. Like I'm one of those guys where it's like, you know, you should do days at least once a month, not just once of the year. But that being said, I know that Valentine's day is important, you know, because society has told us this. So I definitely like to do big things. Um, I'm big into like little, like Easter egg types, Valentine's things, like either like bringing in things from past dates or like, you know, uh, stuff like that. But I yeah. like it, but I think Corey here is, it doesn't even feel like that's, I know romantic, romantic Corey's out there, you know, we've seen it. To me, this is this is kind of what Sarah's saying of like, it's it's more focused on like, forget my mistakes. I'm going to really make this perfect so you stop remembering how I messed up last, last year. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's having this whole conversation with Sean, which Sarah, this did give me big vibes of, gosh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they were on the phone, but I do. Oh, yes. It was Corey was on the phone with Sean previously, and they have a very similar moment to this of like, I miss you. And he's like, I'm not going to say it. He's like, you don't miss me. Come on. And there's like a bunch of cowboys standing behind him. Um, And uh, it was very sweet. I wish, again, we don't care about the toxic masculinity, Sean. Just say, tell Corey that you miss him. Um, yeah. But yeah, he does say happy Valentine's Day, Corey. It was like a very sweet moment between the it's two of them. very sweet. This payphone, by the way, has such good stickers for early 2000s, late uh, 90s. It has a uh, Rock the Vote sticker. Remember that? Oh my God. Yes, I do. It has a Yahoo sticker, yahoo.com. Your, you know, America's favorite search engine. And it has a Toys for Tots sticker wow loves toys for tots yeah those are i mean payphones probably did used to have a ton of stickers on them so like uh, rock the vote oh my god that feels like it wasn't that long ago but obviously it was very <laughs> yeah i forget whose campaign that was i think it was just like an mtv thing right it was an mtv thing it was like all like celebrities and singers and wasn't yeah and around that time maybe i don't know who knows maybe president's um and so uh so yeah so sean is still on like his quest for self-discovery um and Corey is just like listen the focus is back on us who cares what sean's up to it's all about us and so he's just like you know what 
last year we weren't even together. And you remember why we weren't even talking? And Topanga's like, yeah, because you kissed another girl. <laughs> why are you dredging up the past, Corey? You're so stupid. I can't. Such a just a poor idea, Sarah, to bring this up. Yeah, I mean, Corey doesn't want it, you know, this year to be tainted by last year, but he's kind of the one bringing it up. They both are because he goes like, oh, you kissed that like soap opera guy. And Topanga's like, well, you kissed that bitch, Lauren. Yeah, you miss Lauren. I kind of miss Lauren. Kind of miss Lauren. I, oh, it's Linda Cardellini. Of course, we miss her. Yeah, and it's mostly well, but like honestly, she she got out. She, she's, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, I'm out of here. Surprise, honestly, surprise. she might be she might be the winner out of all of the characters I'm playing in the world. She is the winner. That's true. Because <laughs> if not, she would have to be dealing with this crap instead of Topanga. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, let's do a romantic date and not remember that time that I had a girlfriend. And then we went uh, to the cabin and then we fell in love and then it was awkward. Then we went back home and then there was a letter involved and you put a letter and then, yeah. You showed up. And and Linda Cardellini would be like, please, every single day you keep repeating the story. I don't need to talk about it. Please leave me alone. I don't need to hear it. I know our own past. Uh, you know what? Like the the roughest drinking game for Boy Meets World would be drink every time Corey mentions, like talks about his relationship with Topanga in this grandiose manner. But I loved it back in the day. That's like the craziest thing. I remember when I was a kid, I've talked about this many times before. I thought that Corey was the most romantic, amazing guy ever. And it's so weird looking at it with a lens of being a 33 year old and being like, Oh, like, you know, I, I, he's kind of like, he's kind of in the wrong. A lot of the times I don't agree with what he's doing, but when I was a kid, I was fully, you know, into it. And it makes me think like, does this show want us to be like team Corey all the time with his grandiose, large love for Topanga? I don't know, Tommy. I think that we're supposed to like find Corey's obsession with it like cute or like adorable and like laugh at him a little bit. But I think it's rough, especially when we do like these double episodes to get so much negative Corey content in a row, right? You're like, God damn, Corey, I just finished last episode where you sucked and now you're going to suck again. What are you doing? Yeah, and I feel like, you know, we'll get into it the second episode. I almost feel like it's weird because I do think – I don't know what side they really want us to root for. Because I think the thing with Corey and why I get so frustrated with him is the way they write him is he has some points, but he drives it down the road and just, like, pedal to the metal. There's no room for anyone's opinions to come into it. Like, you could co- – like, him and Topanga should come to a view together that works for their relationship. Yeah. But He's a steamroller. Like, yeah, and that's the problem. Is like here, it's like he has some points about like, listen, you know, we we need to focus on us while also focusing on the other stuff. But he so he just mentions the it's all about us, man, man, man. Single track mind, yeah. yeah. And it's annoying because like even right here, 
Topanga's helping out. Morgan needed a ride home from school. And so Topanga helped. And these two episodes, I feel like Topanga is really more than she already was, like integrating herself into Corey's family. Like they're her family now as well. And she's the one who is being the adult and being the shoulder to lean on in this moment. Meanwhile, Corey's just like, where have you been? Like we were supposed to be planning Valentine's Day. Like, fuck my sister. Who cares about her? She's only on the show like one episode out of every 20. Like we don't care about her anymore and he he doesn't also recognize that like Topanga you know this has been a hard year with Topanga and his family too you know his family basically turned their backs on her you know with the whole wedding proposal and stuff and so she probably feels awkward it's like I need to do this stuff to be more included in this family and he's just like he's just basically he, he even says a line of uh well, you you get to them through me. Like, whoa, 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 buddy. Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, especially because Topanga's been around for so many years. And also, it's just, it's, you know, Topanga doesn't live with her parents. Her parents moved away. She lives with, like, her aunt that it lived with her aunt. So it's like her family, and this happens to so many people, your significant other's family becomes your family because they're mm. not around. So to say... You wouldn't have them if it wasn't for me. I mean, in a way, it's true, but also it's super hurtful when you, when your partner's family is your family. You should be so lucky that your significant other and your family get along. You know, exactly. they want to spend time together. Yeah. And exactly. so, and I yeah, feel bad so, for Morgan in these moments too. Well, because that's what I was just going to say next, because she is forgotten about, which the show, the writers, everyone is forgetting about Morgan. Um, she was supposed to like get Valentine's to hand out at school. And so like she didn't get invited to a party as a result of this. And so she's really upset. And Topanga being super kind and understanding is like, hey, Morgan, why don't you spend time with us on Valentine's Day? And Corey, who again is, I feel like Tommy, we joke a lot on the podcast about like Corey being a Leo I feel like he is the most exaggerated, like hyperbolic version of a Leo you can see where like when you literally look at like astrology and you look at like pros and cons or like strengths and weaknesses, always in the Leo column is like a weakness is like self-involvement and like selfishness mm-hmm. yeah. and like times 10 here, Tommy, like the amount of selfishness on Corey's part. It's always, uh, you know. Uh, how does it affect Corey first is the first question that pops in his head before he thinks about anything else. And yeah, it's, it's bad here with Morgan and like also on top of all this, she has to deal with all this. And then she has to deal with Corey literally like pointing in her, her face. Like I looked at that. He was like at a 90 degree angle. You could have set a vase of flowers on top of his back there. Like he was full on just bent down staring at her. Yeah. Yeah, don't mean don't be mean to Morgan. She's having I felt so bad for her in these two episodes, especially when she's like talking about how she's like not the baby anymore. Yeah. Like um oh poor Morgan. And and I don't it, exactly everybody forgets about Morgan, even the producers. Yeah, and that's the thing, is like Topanga is trying to explain to Corey. She's feeling really excluded, like she's having a really difficult time with this. I feel like to look at things from Morgan's perspective for a hot second, even though, again, like they, the show is not concentrating on her whatsoever at this point. Think about it like this. Like both her brothers just moved out. So she had the house to herself with like her parents for like a split second. And then her mom is pregnant 
and they're focusing on a new baby. And so she is already like the youngest, the person who probably gets like the least amount of time with her parents in general. And then on top of that, now she's dealing with like, oh, shoot, like I thought I was finally going to get some attention. And then now we're going to have another baby in the house. And so it just sucks. Like she's not getting any attention from anyone. Um, And then it must be really shitty, Tommy, to have like your like new sister soon inviting you to something and then in your face directly your brother's just like no especially a brother who like you know uh sibling dynamics it's so clear that it's eric and Corey show who doesn't yeah. include her and now there's someone trying to include morgan bring her into the sibling dynamic and Corey's like no 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 sorry you don't get to play with us go go do your own thing go go in your room for time out for a whole season yeah yeah. And so then then we get and I like Sarah, we joke like this is the the time period where we're only covering um people having babies because it's oh, happening yeah. also on Dawson's Creek. Oh yeah. I just Tommy. gotta say, yeah. like, stop making fun of the pregnant women's weight. Oh yeah. It's so, not cool. Yeah, this is um the shit any shows taught me baby boom this week, actually, Tommy. I don't know yep. if you know that. <laughs> um both of the shows that we cover, the moms are having babies. So we are welcoming baby Joshua and baby Lillian. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they shared a writer's room? Like it was just This like- is but that's like exactly like this is what I'm thinking because they made the same exact type of jokes on Dawson's Creek about the mom's weight. Well, and even like I remember when you guys were discussing like uh Corey and his passion for film at the same time that Dawson was I'm telling you, there might there's a conspiracy there's theory here. There's on. a lot of overlap. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not a secret. But and- yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, so we're getting, like, again, it's always, like, the husband's, like, oh, you looked like the great Charlie, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, because she wore, like, an orange dress, and it's just, like, this whole thing, like, she's seven and a half months pregnant, she's just, like, you know what, like, this is just the way it is right now, Um, and this, I was so mad at Alan, I was so upset with him. First of all, those like candy shaped boxes or like the the heart shaped boxes with the candies in them. I forget what those types of things are called. They're always trash. There's like one good one in the whole variety pack. Don't buy them. Like literally get me any other candy besides those and I'll be happy. And they're overpriced too. But then Sarah, she opens it up and he got her dried fruit (laughs) yeah dried apricots disgusting how dare him like i don't care if she is like okay let's pretend like you're over the whatever recommended weight is that your doctor is saying tommy like let's pretend that's true for amy you still get her the candy and you know what she can have one a day if she so chooses why don't you go fuck yourself alan he says oh i thought it's because it's fat free like fuck off Nope. You just, yes. And here you just, you say yes and you do it. And yeah, this, there's a comment later that is really bad that I almost, I was like, angry in my chair, but this yeah. one, I was like, man, like, it's just, it's the fact that, yeah, I guess you got her a gift, but it's like, it's almost, it's a slap. It's even worse that it was a gift. That was a slap in the face again. Like, it's like the thing I'm self-conscious on, you're basically validating it for me. Yes. Yes. My He's husband, my partner. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolute shit. And he's like, and so she, like, I, I do love the line. Why don't you just paint Goodyear on my butt and fly me over the Super Bowl? It's <laughs> a good line. <laughs> she can make jokes about herself, but yes, not but no one else family. can. Exactly. And Topanga, an absolute gem and a half, 
is like, hey, why don't we do like a Valentine's Day baby shower? Which I got to say, this is very last minute. And who the fuck is available for this? But even if it was just like, because that's the thing, because she's just like, oh, it'll just be us girls. And I'm like, oh, that makes more sense because it's Morgan, Topanga, Amy. And that gives like Morgan and Amy some bonding time. They mm-hmm. did end up getting some other rando women, though, Sarah, like to show uh, up. Angela and Rachel. Well, yes, but weren't there two other people there, too? Oh. Yeah, Tommy's there was like three. There was like an old. There were yeah. There was a bunch of old ladies. There was one, you know, when when the the stripper showed up. There, she was enjoying her. She was in a tan. <laughs> I was watching. She was in like a tan outfit. She was like, oh, like maybe maybe yeah, I made the stripper is. showing up. Uh, but yeah, there's. I must be neighbors. Maybe like they yeah. very, They were not. I will say about those people, they cannot be close friends because they didn't even try to comfort Mrs. Matthews. They just yeah walked yeah. right out. She has four rando friends. This must be like work friends or something. Yeah, work yeah. friends might. But they're like, okay, baby shower, great. Oh, and then Alan friends. is just like, okay, we're going to go bowling. Tell tell Rachel she's invited. Uh, and we do get like a little bit. I mean, there's, there's a little bit of this kind of running through these episodes of like, Eric knows that Jack and Rachel, like they had a situation. And so now there's like, okay, good. We'll have some bonding time. And then on Valentine's Day proper, we're going to do a card game at Eric's place. Uh, it's just like, I, I just, it's like very, it's very 90s, Tommy. Like nowadays, not everything is so separated by gender um, in this way, right? Like, oh, typical bowling and cards. Yeah, bro stuff. Cool man stuff. Yeah. And like, I know the show's not about Alan, but it does feel like, to, he he gets out of this like he was being a jerk and the solution is basically just all right go do your own thing and i'll be over here with my comments and i won't I'll, mess it up any further i'll stay away yeah like alan bad episodes and there's been a couple i feel like the last couple i've been on bad alan episodes boo you know boo on you <laughs> boo alan. <laughs> he used to be such a daddy him. sarah like when, yeah. when did that stop being true he just he started being worse i just think that the show is getting older. It's getting more tired. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's not, this is not a season five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And we find out Corey made reservations for dinner a year in advance. That seems extra. Like, not for Corey. Ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think it's um, their same restaurant that they always go to every single year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that. He is such a traditionalist that yeah. he always wants to go to the same place over and over and over again. Even though she specifically said that she didn't want to go to the same place. She, like he treats them like they're 80 and she hates it. And so she's trying to do something super nice for his family. And he's just like, well, like we have plans. And she's like, "Our this won't interfere. Like this is during the day. That's the evening. And then everyone will leave and then we'll go have a wonderful time um and uh and so yeah so Corey is like insistent though like he needs to be there he needs to be at the baby shower it's like oh my god this is gonna go horribly horribly wrong sarah yeah he says that he wants to plan it uh which i just feel as though the thing is is that we talk about baby shower baby showers we hate baby showers they're not the best 
they're low ranking on the shower list so i don't understand is it like tommy like baby showers and bridal showers are like these like mystical things that guys don't know about like do you have any interest in showers at all the not actual showers like I, you are very <laughs> you clean. shower tommy you're, are you a hygienic very, you're a very clean person so not that but yeah uh well you know i do think there's a, a lot of, of parties but i do love parties i think maybe they were more themed like maybe like themed baby parties like not just the mm. theme is babies but it's like maybe like monster babies um, monster babies but um the other point sorry the, the other part uh of it is yeah what i know about baby showers i kind of just picture like a tea party yeah but with babies that's like little tea sandwiches and it's all baby themed tommy like everything is baby themed the games are baby themed the gifts are baby themed the decorations are baby themed it's just very boring okay i'm gonna list tommy i'm gonna list how much do you know about baby showers in general I know a couple of the vague games that happen, but not like anything. Okay. I'm going to name like three, like, it's like two truths and a lie. Okay. Okay. I'm going to name three baby shower games and you have to tell me which one is the fake game. Okay. Okay. Game number one is you take a string and you make it as long as you think that the mommy's belly is. And then everybody goes around and measures the string around the mom's belly and whoever's the closest wins. That's number one. Um, number two is you have um, a diaper, a couple of diapers, and in each diaper there's melted chocolate in it and everybody has to guess. <laughs> you have to smell it and guess which chocolate bar is which. So it's like Baby Ruth, Snickers, blah, 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 blah. And you have to guess which one's which. And then the last one is you have to pin the diaper on the baby. Now, um, out of these three baby ga- games, which do you think is the lie? Wow. They're all, the, the last one is probably the greatest, but probably the most boring. Uh, I think that one's real. The the pin, the, because you got to pin the tail. You know, I assume it's not a real baby. They pin the diaper well, on. And like you remember like old, they used to have pins, like when yeah. like old diapers that were pinned, they weren't like the Velcro or whatever the hell oh, they were. Oh, yeah. I have a fourth one. Um, every there's clothes pin and every, and everybody gets their own clothes pin. And every single time you say the word baby, you get to take somebody's clothes pin from them. And then whoever gets the most clothes pins, like, oh, you said baby, I get your clothes pin. Whoever gets the most clothes pins win the game. There's, there's a lot of games that involve like count this thing or like every time this happens, do this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like with this and weddings is the like every time you hear a clinking or a bell. Oh, don't I, even give me shit. I hate on that one. Stop clinking. Stop. My mom is the mother of all clinkers at weddings. She's oh, a clinking machine. I'm like, someone hand this one plastic cup, make yeah. her stop. And this feels like that game would be like, like someone would be like, oh, like you got to know, there'd be one person that gets too obsessed with it. It's like, you got to yep. get another clothespin. Very annoying. Yeah. Um, I think that one in the, the pin, the pin on the, the tail, pin the, pin the diaper on the baby. Yeah. I'm assuming like a, like a plastic baby doll. That's what I'm Yeah, thinking. sure. Um, and then the diaper, I thought at first you were going to say one of them did have actual poop in it. It's like, you got to guess which one. Oh, no! <laughs> so, Not re- no, no, no. You have to match the candy to the poopy diaper. 
I feel like that's the fake one right now. And then the flat, the, the last one, which is the first string. one, was the string. That's not okay. I, that feels like gets the jelly beans okay. in the jar, like which sadly makes me feel like it's because it's not okay. It makes me feel like it is an old traditional baby mm-hmm. shower thing. I'm gonna go with two. Okay, I will tell you that I have played every single one of these games except for pin the diaper on the baby. Yeah, that's not real. No, I mean, it might be, but it could be I've never real. heard of it. I'm going I'm to have tons of there... baby dolls all around my house. <laughs> not only have I heard, I've, I've heard of this diaper game with the chocolates, but yes. also people taste them too. Oh, no, we don't do that. I've, I've heard of that. that. No, I've don't done the string like, game, though, Tommy. grossed out by that? Like, yeah, it's disgusting. It's yeah. absolutely gross. And I've also done the string game, which is super offensive. And, like, I felt bad because I made it too big. And then I'm like, what am I saying about you? You look fat? Like, what's, what is this game? What is, who is this helping? I was going to say, if I had to play that, I would definitely go shorter. I'd be like, yeah. oh. Man. And there are many other games. Like, yeah. There's always bingo. Always bingo with the presents opening. And yeah. if I don't win bingo, I leave pissed. Because that's oh, all yeah. I'm there for. Isn't just there one. Bingo. See, I think I get baby shower, bridal showers. Isn't there one where you like roll toilet paper around them? Oh, the mummy game. That's that's a bridal shower because uh, it's a wedding dress. Oh, yeah. You make a wedding dress. Yeah. Out of toilet paper. Yeah. I guess what a I waste don't... of toilet paper. Yeah, how can um, we well, make that into a baby shower game? I'm trying to think. Uh, there's toilet paper. You could. What if you, you had to use toilet paper to make a diaper on a yeah. baby doll? Or make a diaper oh. on another person? <laughs> oh, better. a human. Yeah, that's yes, a real you live human. That's do. better. That's yeah, even better, Tommy. That's what you'll probably do. Oh, maybe. Yeah. See, Tommy would be good at planning baby showers. He would. He'd be excellent at it. Wow. Just... Bring the pizza. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, so we're going to have this baby shower happening soon. But first, we have to go to Jack and Rachel, who just can't stop making out. Um, They want to tell Eric about this, but they just they can't. And they're just going to keep making out instead. Good for them. Yeah, Yeah. and this couch has some history. I feel like there's a lot. The couch doesn't change throughout the whole series. There's, like, fights on this couch. This is an iconic couch right here. Right yeah. here, I'm quoting it. The that apartment couch. Yeah. It's like red leather. Like my ass would stick on that couch so much. Oh my god, yes, that is not a couch that you want to be sitting on in the summer because you're just gonna stick to it. Well, and, and that thought making out would be yeah, because like you you know the like yeah, it'd be sticky. It would not be yeah. a good time. No. Um, and then we're at the baby shower proper, and Corey's idea of a good time is playing guess the weight of the pregnant lady, mm-hmm. and it's there's prizes. Lady prizes. Let's I went to the bra store. I cannot believe that Corey went to like Victoria's Secret and got like push-up bras as the lady presents. Yeah, who how do you even know what sizes they wear, Corey? Like it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. Yeah, you know he like A went to someone, or maybe hmm, no, I don't think he did. Corey would have went to the store, would have been too embarrassed to talk to anyone. So yeah. just picked probably the first thing he saw and, and just grabbed all of them. And was just like, yeah. all right, these are the prizes. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he spent $500 on like quality bras. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't see how his parents, I don't see how anyone let him like fully go through with this without like double checking him. Like, I know it was like last minute, but to make it should be like, show me your notes before. Yeah. What are the games you have planned? Yeah. Like, well, especially with the order of the stripper, he's like, oh, look, it's a pizza delivery, man. I didn't order any pizza. And like the stripper's like, I got a hot slice for Mrs. Matthews. And it's just like, Corey, first of all, I mean, 
I don't think I need to say this, but I'm going to. Like, that's your mom, bro. Like, that's mm-hmm. straight up your mom. Like, she birthed you out of her vagina, and you're sending a stripper to her. Yeah. And your kid sister's there. Like, not, like on yeah. top of it, your kid sister is also there. She's, she's there. Um, And, like, okay. I understand Corey probably has never been to a baby shower. But, like, have you watched television? Like, you should know this is not what happens at baby showers. Like, there aren't strippers at baby showers. For I, I shouldn't say that. Most baby showers don't have strippers. <laughs> Somebody out there does. Don't Somebody definitely people. has. I just, um, what is happening? Have you even, I haven't even, I've been to a lot of bachelorette parties. I have still not been witness to a stripper at a bachelorette party. Oh, I never have. I've not been to a bunch of bachelorette parties though, but I've not, no. I've been to, the closest I got to was like a Magic Mike show. That's the closest I went to, but I've never seen a stripper. I would, I would be, like the experience at least once. I think once. it's like way more awkward. I would rather go, okay, this may sound weird. I would rather go to like a stripper place, like a Magic Mike's, versus mm-hmm. have a stripper come to my home. Like it feels weirder to have yeah. them in your house. That's true. Than it, because mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah. if you're not enjoying it, like what are you going to do? It could be like a Danny DeVito on Friends situation where you're just like, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do, but like, this is not for me. If you don't touch anybody, then I think I'm fine with it. But they always get handsy. And touch the furniture. I would want to plastic yeah. wrap all the furniture. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Like that old school, like 80s, like clear oh, covering wait. on the couches. Yeah. Okay. So I work at a, an establishment that has, I don't really talk about what I do, but I work for an establishment that makes furniture and we sold it to a casino in um, in Las Vegas and we got a lot of chairs returned to us because the arms were broken because the theoretically the strippers were dancing on the arms of the chair and broke these like <laughs> really expensive chairs. So then they had to all come back to us and we had to build like steel supports dirty chairs for the stripper asses so that the strippers would because they're standing on the chairs yeah is this the business idea all right open up shark tank i'm here (laughs) (laughs) hey for all you strippers out there do you have a problem of like you're always at events and the chairs are breaking on you oops and then you fall and it's embarrassing now your performance is ruined you're off the step the music is too ahead what are you supposed to do well no more because we have for you the heavy duty uh, strip a chair plus oh, not to be confused with chair strip, plus <laughs> not to be confused with strip a chair pro which was the you know it, it had a cup holder that was the only thing that, <laughs> <laughs> that can be really handy yeah mm-hmm. I think your that this down? would sell actually sell millions yeah and then I love it. once Better we have our millions no once we have millions we go to green milk baby <laughs> <laughs> this is just our stepping stone business this is not our passion project you yeah. know the green milk, green is, milk is our passion project this is gonna make yeah. us the bucks oh my god amazing perfect um, so everyone is like very confused about why a stripper is there amy's trying to cover morgan's eyes like the party ends and Corey is just like okay great everyone's out and like amy is super upset and Topanga's upset because Amy's upset. And Corey is just completely either 
notices and doesn't care or doesn't notice because he's just like, listen, like, go get your party clothes on. It's time to go out for Valentine's Day. And Topanga's like, I'm not going out. All I wanted to do was something nice for your family. They're my family, too. And like, what do you mean? Like, th this is what we're supposed to be doing. And she like, she like storms out. And Corey's just like, uh, I didn't get it. Like, Sarah, why? Why? Why is Corey doing this to us? Because he's a dummy. I just love that Morgan opens up the door and is like, freaking take a hike, you scrub. You're out of here. You know, he is so dense. And Tommy's right. He's just thinking about himself. He's being selfish. Yeah, yeah, and I love that all the women like were like, yeah, like he's like, no, Corey, you're you're the dummy in this. Get out of here and supported. Uh, I did find when the stripper left. This is the comment that like boiled my skin. The stripper went, uh, she asked for the pizza, and she's he's like, you don't need it. No one oh. asked you, stripper. Get out of here. Yeah, that yeah, was really upsetting suck. too. You uh, suck. What kind of shitty pizza did you bring anyway? Did you bring the link? Also, pizza? why did it? So. Why did a stripper actually bring a pizza? I thought it was just supposed to be like a like, okay. Oh, if I'm paying five hundred dollars for the stripper pizza, five hundred. He was like forty nine dollars. I don't care. You better a bring budget pizza. stripper. But do you trust a pizza? That I would want to like. I'll just buy my own pizza. And That's bring what I'm it saying. And I feel like it would be cold and like worse than Domino's. It's you a little know? Caesar pizza, hundred percent. That's super well, yeah. going to Little Caesar. <laughs> like that was a bullshit pizza. Like I'm sorry, but I don't want I don't want a pizza from that okay. guy. This is my thing. I've never seen somebody actually by choice buy Little Caesar's pizza. Is Little Caesar's pizza a front for strippers everywhere? Maybe I will say you know where it's really popular in college film projects because they're like, oh, we what? have catering and it's just Little Caesar's it's pizza. No, I we had Papa John's when I was in film school. Uh, That's what we did. You guys had the client. That was because it's film school. I went to liberal arts where it's just, oh. Little, Caesar's, just <laughs> Little Caesar's. Oh, I understand. We had to slum it for Little Caesar's. Yeah. <laughs> no, we went on Papa John's. We got those pepperchinos. Uh, what are those called? Pepperchinis? Pepperchinis. Yeah. Pepperchini. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was so, like yeah, cappuccino so pepperchino. <laughs> <laughs> so the stripper leaves everyone's in a huff and then we have um we have this conversation between eric and jack where they're just like you know like we're gonna hang out together he's like setting up for cards and everything he's like, just like the old times right before because of before the incident and uh jack is having a really hard time telling eric that him and rachel are together and eric misconstrues this as like oh my gosh you're still grieving over your dad like i'm throwing a party i'm so sad forget the party let's go to the cemetery it's <laughs> just like what <laughs> and uh then we have this whole thing and this is sarah i was like this is prime thruple, thruple material mm -hmm. where he's like uh where eric is just like oh you don't like girls uh, he's like, you know, I, you know what? I thought it's fine. You don't like girls. It's totally cool. And I'm like, this is where we have Jack saying, actually, I like both. And then they make out and then they're a thruple. I, I don't know how we get from admitting that we're in, into both and then making out though. Cause I don't think that he's into Eric. He I don't think should be. They'd make such a great thruple. Uh, I don't, I think that they make a good platonic thruple. I don't think that Jack, I mean, I don't think that Jack's going for Eric. It's what do you think, Tommy? Eric's I think, mom. I think Jack does like Eric because I think Eric, Jack to me is a, it, 
in relationship, Jack likes people he can fix. I feel that energy from him. Look at what his relationship with Sean. Look at it. He wants to help. And Eric is the biggest mm-hmm. group all of them all. He like he he's damaged and Eric. I could see Jack really, really vibing with uh with Eric and, and trying to make that work. I definitely saw it here, especially when like Eric was dropping hints. I think Eric wanted to see if Jack would, you know, pick up the ball and run with it. Like where it's like, oh, like you don't like girls. He wanted to, I think he was, you know, testing the water in the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't really have time to have this whole conversation because all the guys are here. Feeny's there. Feeny been fucking. Feeny got that fucking kind of attitude. Wait, okay. What was up with Feeny this episode? Was Girl, he... he's getting it in. You think you so? Mean? I was like, yes! Feeny's on oh, like. Literally a sentence that he said was, is there anything more delightful than Philadelphia in February? I was thinking that he ate like the special brownies. That's no, what I bitch, was he's been getting it in with the Dean. That makes a lot more sense. I kind of forgot about that. I thought that he was just high. No, Tommy, Feeney's been getting it in. And not only that, Feeney is like such a beta in this relationship. Like, come on. Like, Dean is like, she's taking over. She's taking control. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. If it, at times it did sound like maybe they haven't been on a date yet, but he's clearly in love. But I, I th- I'm with you, Jess. He's he's definitely uh, seems a, a little too eager uh, about Valentine's Day, about love. Like he yeah. is happy man right there. Uh, he says Feeny. he says to Eric, "I love you like a a son, my boy." What? It makes sense that he's getting laid now. Like it makes so much sense. But I just thought that he was like high on. Well, he's high on life. He's high on yeah. love. Yeah. We also need to bring back the term spiffy, which is apparently what oh. Feeny says to Alan. Like, you look spiffy. I'm like, I okay, know. we need to start bringing that back. I did spiffy for a re- really long time. Did you? Yeah, I well, did. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a spiffy person anymore. I feel like you have to be a very specific person to be, be a spiffy. Well, no, you could say it to other people. You no, spiffy. I know. I know. Oh. I know that. Oh, okay. Um... um during this interaction, I was uh, the one thing that did it did make me laugh. As much as I don't like new Eric, uh, the that's why she won't go out with me. Made me laugh about the dean, like like Eric. <laughs> yes. The world in which Eric is asking the dean out is like what what is happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, and so this is when Jack knows what's up because apparently, like, this is a bit of a stretch where he's like, it's obvious Feeney's in love. And it's like, Jack, you're not in love with Rachel yet. Like, you, you're, ma- you're at the making out all the time phase of your relationship. Like, it's way too quick. Yeah, they're, like, at the honeymoon phase or what. Like, it's, like, they, it's not. And that's what's weird is I feel like the show wanted to pitch it as, like, ah, uh, we're supposed to believe in their relationship because, look, he is understanding Feeney's feelings. And we know Feeney is, as the, the man we know, he's clearly in love. So if Jack can relate to that, then Jack also must be feeling in love. But it's like, they're not in love. Or at all. Who knows? Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah. And so he's just like, <laughs> I love when two people are in love. It's like, hey, Feeny, you got that love thing. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, oh, my God, Feeny's in love. Um, and they're like, oh, my God, he's in love with the Dean. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's very cute. Um, and, uh. And so, yeah, so this is, like, the whole thing with the freaking stupid, like, baby shower. Like, Alan's upset because it didn't go well. And Corey's just like, I went to all this trouble to find a great-looking guy to strip for mom, and they got angry at me. Can you believe that? It's like, what? Do you hear yourself? 
There's no way he doesn't still know. Unless, like, maybe the season all we always we focus on Eric getting dumber, but maybe all the men got dumb. Like, maybe no, maybe, they did. They yeah. really did, except for Sean. Like, I don't think Sean got dumber, and that's probably because writer Strong was like, "Fuck this show. I am done with it. I'm not playing stupid characters. I'm only playing. I'm a serious actor now." Yeah, it got it got very hokey, and like it's like Corey, you have some self awareness that so you would realize at least at least at this point, like maybe not during the party, whatever. But at this point, you you drove over here, uh, you had to realize maybe maybe I did something bad, or at least yeah. my dad would be upset at me and yeah. not just nonchalantly say it in the party. Yeah, and so. Um, like Topanga's trying to make Amy feel better. Like, Hey, do you want to like open your presents? Um, and, uh, this is when we get like a little bit for Morgan where she's just like, um, you know, like I got you something. It's just like, it's really sad. Like he, she gives her the baby sweater from like when she was a baby and she's just like, and so Amy's like, you know what? For the next six weeks, we're going to spend all this time together. We're going to be inseparable. And, um, yeah that's when the baby decides to come yeah of course of course always in the worst time um what did you think about topanga's gift tommy to amy i think it's you know if you build that relationship i think with topanga like you know again i think it's a nice sign i think what it does it also like boost up something again that i think like uh, she's been insecure about with like the way her her husband has literally been making fun of her for it. So it's like, yeah, like make her feel good about herself, body positivity. So I, I, I think it's a nice gift. I think like you got to make sure you have that relationship first, I think with the other person. But Yeah, you do. You can't just go wild and start giving your no. in-laws sexy lingerie if yeah. you don't know them well. That's a little, I wouldn't say awkward, but for yeah. some it could be. And like they, then we have Topanga and Corey like arguing again. I'm like, Corey, can you just understand that you were wrong here? But he simply cannot. He's like, today was about us. It's Valentine's Day. Mom wants to be pregnant tomorrow. Um, and Topanga says, you're being incredibly selfish, which, yes, we're all shouting at our televisions. And he's just like, oh, I'm selfish because I want to spend the one day you're supposed to spend with your girlfriend with my girlfriend. It's just like, oh, my gosh, this is way too much. Um. And so, yeah, so then this is when uh, they get the news that Amy's water broke. Um, the baby isn't due for another six weeks, which, like, that's a lot. I mean, that's pretty early. That's 34 weeks she's having the baby. Like, that's pretty dang early. Most people go, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot longer, which could explain a little bit of next episode. Um, and so they're all trying to get Alan out there to go get – um to go to the hospital they're like prepping her for a c-section um which is also interesting sarah i feel like a lot of television births are uh vaginal like natural births versus cesarean sections on yeah TV. yeah another coincidence with dawson's creek shared discussions in the writing room um yeah I mean, I think it makes it makes sense. Uh, this is Amy's fourth child. Typically, if you have one of your previous pregnancies are C-section, then typically you have another C-section because they're worried that your like internal stitches are going to rip. So I don't know. Um, Eric looks like he has a really big head. So this might be a, uh, <laughs> Amy's fourth C-section. Who knows? <laughs> Eric yeah. was probably the finicky baby that like switched around multiple times and like 
you know, like he was like there was with my brothers. I had twin brothers, and that was there was one of them that like was perfect, and then the other one like wanted to stay in longer and was like hanging out. So like, is the air. one that wanted to stay in longer? Is he kind of like a pain in the butt now? Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> look at that and like the other the other twin that was like there on time is like kind of more chill out of the two of them out of the two of them yeah but <laughs> yeah i swear there's a science to this i am like very convinced um i also have this theory if like you have colic then you become a sensitive person in life but that's another time for when i become like a junior scientist <laughs> junior scientist yeah um, so we have more of Topanga being amazing and Corey sucking. Uh, Topanga is just like trying to keep Alan like you know calm, and she calls him dad, which is also like very sweet. And yeah, like I like how like... Alan says, "Dad, I like that. Like call me that more often. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah, I just think like she picked a really good moment to like do that for the first time. Like I feel like he's gonna remember that. You know, like it's such a very like sweet moment between them. And I also feel like we never get Alan and Topanga moments. Like we've gotten Amy and Topanga moments, but it's super rare to have those two. And I just thought, I don't know. I really loved that from Topanga. And then immediately Corey is like, I don't understand how he doesn't understand that they're at the hospital for their, his new sibling to be born. And all he's thinking about is like, Topanga, can we go talk about this? Like, can we go get a coffee? Like, we need to chat about this. It's like, Tommy, why does he not understand that, like, there are bigger things happening right now? Yeah, he, he should be, at least in the moment, like, put your own feelings aside. Focus on the, like, be, be self-aware. It's self-awareness, and I don't think Corey has it. And, and it's weird because in these two episodes between this one and the next one, his point of view does change. And I wonder if it's just the writing, because I do think, his point in the second episode makes a little more sense. Right here, it's so focused on specifically Valentine's Day. It's them spending time on Valentine's Day. It's like, yeah, things come up. I like a baby is more important than Valentine's Day. Point yes. blank, it just is. Especially now, yeah. if you're being married, there's going to be like 50 more Valentine's Days. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, and so then we have Rachel and Jack. Like, oh, did you tell him? Well, I couldn't tell him. Like, he, he I, you know, I don't, I don't think he got it. Like, I kind of told him, and they're like, maybe, maybe he didn't get it. Uh, and so they're like, okay, we have to tell him about us. And they're like, I don't know, maybe it's not worth like breaking up a friendship. It was just one kiss. And then there was some second kisses and there was some hugging. Um, and Rachel's like, well, maybe it's easier if I tell him because like he, I've known him less, like not as long. And so it'd be easier. Um, and so like Eric is being very sweet. And like, I, I, this tracks to me, Tommy, that like, as much as Eric has like been dumbed down, he's always been like very sweet and like really good with kids. And so it would attract me that he would just like want to stand in front of like the, I don't even know what those rooms are called with all the babies in them, but the like baby viewing, the uh, baby viewing, <laughs> the baby viewing emporium. That's exactly what it's called. The baby viewing emporium. Tommy, it makes tracks to me that he would want to stand there and like stare at the babies and like, go like, go like goo like, goo go, go, gaga type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been set up that like, I really felt like the show needed Eric to become a dad at some point because he is set up as the even better than Corey at, with like with kids in general and also in touch with like his emotions in this sort of aspect of caring about another life of caring about someone else besides yourself. Eric actually does that a lot. Eric is a lot less selfish than, than Corey is. 
Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I think in the very beginning, like the beginning episodes and beginning seasons, he's portrayed as like a shitty older brother, but he's definitely gotten better about that as like time has gone on. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, so he's like staring at the bassinet of like where, um, like the new baby's gonna go. Um, and, uh, and like, he's like introducing the babies to Rachel and Jack. It's very sweet. Um, and he's like, I just, I love this. I, I love that as dumb as Eric is and they make him real dumb. Like he is, he does have emotional intelligence at times. And so he's just like, how great are my friends? I think they're in love with each other. It's, I love that he gives them that Sarah, that he is like, I know. And it's okay. Like, I'm going to tell you, I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't totally know if he's saying it's okay. It's just that he knows that they're keeping it from him and like hemming and hawing about how and when and why to tell him. And he, it kind of puts him back into a, and they also like, just think that he's a big dummy all the time. We think that too. But the reality of it is like deep down inside, he is a smart guy. Like he has been. And we see like, you know, glimpses of old Eric in here. And I like how he's like, yeah, I know you guys are in love with each other and you know, it like, <laughs> like it's obvious. Um, it's silly that you're trying to hide it from me. What makes me sad is that he feels that he has to move out now. This is wild to me. Um, Tommy that like, especially cause like, I don't under, <laughs> okay. Number one, where the hell is Eric moving? Number two, because like his room That's got converted cool. to a nursery or whatever. Number two, like, how is this better? Like, you're you're basically saying like you two have made out a few times, so obviously you're ready to live together alone now. Like, I feel like you're putting way more pressure on the relationship by being like, okay, it's just you two now. Yeah, in a way, he he almost je- like ruins their relationship because it, it, like you put pressure. You're, you're putting you're making them move in just them even though it's like in general it's it's hard if your roommates first and then you start dating like it's a hard situation in general but it's like now you're now there's no buffer <laughs> there's no one to but i think for eric i think it was more about getting himself out of a situation that he knew he couldn't handle i think like he built up his relationship with rachel i think especially in the last uh episodes they were showing that like with the dating game that like he started to catch feel like actual feelings and so i think like He's probably heard at this moment and it's like, I need to just, I can't live here. Like I am happy for my friends. And so I'm giving them this, I, I'm so happy for them, but I also can be happy for them and still be sad about the fact that it wasn't me. That's fair. Cause he is saying like, it's changed. It will never be the same. Like yeah. it, things are, this is why they should become a thruple. But yeah. regardless, like things have changed irrecoverably. <laughs> Time, time oh. needs to happen to heal. Irre- irreparably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Irreparably? Is that it? Irrevocably? I think I'm trying uh, to combine both of those words hmm. together. It doesn't matter. You Everyone know what heard, what I heard, mean. Jess? Remember I told you, like, I will never make some of it fun of somebody that mispronounces words because you that means that you probably learned it by reading and you shouldn't make fun of people that are good readers. So I will not laugh. Reader. No, you can laugh. It's totally fine because no, I, I just laughed for like a full it. five minutes. I'm also not going to cut any of this out. So I hope everyone enjoyed no. that laugh. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's for me. 
you know, it's whatever. I don't know the words. Um, so yeah. And so then we have Amy and Alan uh, in the birthing room. Um, and they, this is where they find out it's a boy because they didn't find out beforehand, just like on Dawson's Creek. Again, what is this? <laughs> like, find out what you're having. It's your the baby child. is raging. It's just the same thing over and just over and over again. The, just because the pregnancy was a surprise doesn't mean the, the gender has to be a surprise as well. Maybe it's People. more like, it's like, ah, whoa, there's so much more emotion in the hot Ah, penis. They say there's no great surprises in life besides this. So, I mean, my parents didn't know if I was a boy or a girl until they had me. Me neither. I have my legs crossed like the true lady that I am. <laughs> oh, Jessica. Sarah's like, you're not a fucking lady. <laughs> I no, I didn't say that. So they tried to, but they couldn't tell. This back in the day when technology sucked, yeah, they they wanted to know, but they couldn't uh, tell. Because no, my, my parents chose not to know. Oh no, my parents were like, "This is stupid. I want to know." Oh okay. See, I think I had a situation where I don't know if it was me or there was definitely a couple siblings where my mom thought they were girls, and then like um, the twins. Yeah, I mean, we have for the podcast. I have four brothers, so there's five boys. My mom never got a girl, so I think it was also like wishful hoping. Like she was like, "All right, it's gonna be a girl this time," and then it was. It was never. It was always. A boy. You couldn't even get a girl with the twins. Come on. I know. She. It was like a it was fifty fifty, but it became a hundred hundred male. <laughs> I, my name was gonna be Emily if I was if I was born. Oh, this male. is a fun game, Jessica. Do you know what your boy name would have been? Um, I don't think so. I don't know that no. they had one. I actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure they did not have a boy name picked. They only had a girl name picked, so they would have oh. been real screwed if they I wow. came out. You made and... this segment really boring. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My yeah. boy name would have been Matthew. Oh, like you know, the Matthews. Yeah, yeah there just you go. Like that. Just like that. I'm or sorry like that. I, you know what do you want from me? Um, I want you to text your mom right now and see if she. I just told you the answer. They didn't have one. I call Pat. Call Pat or bust. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. And so yeah. So they cut the cord and then they immediately like take him out because he's breathing irregularly. And so they bring him to the ICU like right away. They're like, Oh, it's just a precaution he's going to the neonatal place. Something I feel like is horrible about both this episode and the next episode is just like the lack of transparency. I think in a lot of this, like, I don't know, maybe it's just uh, people are more well-versed. I just feel like back in the day, doctors didn't tell you as much as they tell you now, like, in, expa- like as far as, like, what to expect. Because, like, I feel like when a baby goes to the NICU, like, they're there for a long time, especially if they're as early as this baby was. Like, I feel like they're going to be there for a little bit, Sarah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Theoretically, yeah, uh, they should. I read that this baby was um, the uh, Michael Jacobs baby, one of the creators of the show's baby. Oh, cool, Jessica, I did not know that. Yeah, That's baby actors. Yeah, um, yeah, no, uh, totally. You, I, I think that they would get more information. They did explain what was wrong with baby Joshua, uh, in the next episode, but oh, not, okay. not in this one. This one, they were like, you know, this is just a precaution, like, we have to go check his breathing, yada, yada, yada. And then they're like, he's so small, but he wasn't that small of a baby. I saw that. He baby. was a chonky that, baby. That I mean, a, all TV babies head. are chonky. <laughs> all babies also look the he's same. Sorry, not sorry. I, I do think with your, like, uh, 
how much information I think they do a good job of showing that with Alan, like coming of like, Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. yeah, He's so frantic. And it's, I think that's to your point of like parents were scared. Like, I think it is such a scary, it is a truly scary thing to go through. Um, And the uncertainty and the uh, non-information. Cause I think especially in that, in that first like initial, they don't, they just rush because they're more focused about taking care of the kid than informing you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I think they do do that, Jessica. Like, if there is an emergency, you don't really get all the information as a parent, which is, like, horrible, but it's true. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like um, later on, maybe in the next episode, they're not like, hey, you need to be understanding that, like, he could be here for a while. Uh, Either that or they say it and Amy just completely, like, doesn't listen or or has like these expectations that aren't like are kind of unfounded but when you but need this, to have hope right yeah no, you don't have true. hope then you got nothing i bet so they, this yeah boy meets world could not afford probably a medical uh professional to give influence so they just left it as vague <laughs> as possible like, yeah that's true they, they're like we don't know it could be anything something happening it could be a day it could be many who knows yeah um but this scene i really loved and like this i feel like this is the episode that ties or this excuse me this scene ties this episode to next episode like the tones are similar because alan comes out to like the waiting room with everyone and he's like oh like he's been born but i only got to hold him for a second um and like Corey again is still like freaking out about stupid crap oh he's being so annoying he's like there's nothing more important than us it's like Dude, you're just about to get a brother, but also your brother's going through like major medical yeah. crap. Yeah. And so Alan's like, I only got to hold him for a second. He's not breathing on his own. He has, a, he's on a respirator. They don't know. They don't know if. And like, we all know where that sentence is ending. And he says, he's just so small, so helpless. And then, like, I honestly, I think the moment that broke my heart the most was when he said, I don't know how I'm going to tell your mother. Like the fact that he's coming out there first to tell them Mm -hmm. to me says that like, gosh, he must feel so helpless because he finds it easier to tell all of them than it is to, to go in there and tell Amy, like he's still working it on his own mind, how he's going to say this to Amy. Yeah. Well, Amy said like, go get our guy or like our boy Mm -hmm. and he has to go back and be like, we're not bringing him home tomorrow. Yeah, and she's picking the first thing she says is picking out baby names. Like it's uh, it's 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 a sad scene. Like Boy Meets World does do this well of like they set you up with like they it's almost like a hidden mirrors. They're like, oh look over here at this funny, funny Corey. Look at this. This is so great. And then it's they did it with like there's another like even even Chet's Chet's death, I think, was like that way. It's like it's very all of a sudden. And I think that's life, right? Like things ha- like this happen. There is no setup, it just happens sometimes. And I, I think this scene is it's definitely i remembered this scene growing up like all the time i was like man that was a big like big big moment in boy meets world yeah especially because it's so heavy for for them like they do have these episodes don't get me wrong and like especially this next one but uh it's very unusual for them to end on such a downer um when alan goes back into the room and amy is deciding because he's like oh pick out a name while i go like figure out what's going on with the baby and she's like i can't decide between joshua or daniel and she's like where's the baby and we just see him like walk over and like grab her hand and i kind of love that they leave it at that like we don't need to see the whole conversation to understand like how it's gonna go um but it's such a big episode i mean like it's very annoying like i the stuff with Corey is super annoying but i think it leads into like this really really big episode next you know 
Yeah, Corey's the worst about like it's us, it's only us. Like that's not good. The part yeah. of like hope and stuff like that I can get behind a little bit, but this stuff of like man, 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 we need to focus on us and like uh, it's just like a read the room, but also like be there for your family. Like they yeah. Like, you're not even checking in on anyone else in the, the waiting room. You're not caring about anyone else but Topanga. And it's like, you also have relationships with them and you need to focus on every relationship in your life, especially in a moment like this. Yeah. Like yeah. why is he not taking care of Morgan in this moment? Like this is yeah. traumatic. Like this is the, probably the first time that her parents are in a hospital situation. Like she's young. Like she doesn't probably under she's, I mean, old enough to understand what's happening, but maybe not so much to understand the gravity of it. And it's super scary to see your mom in a hospital going through. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This, so it's like be there for your sister like yeah. come on it's it's brutal and we're only going to get into more brutality next episode so let's go to a quick commercial break and uh we'll be right back with resurrection which good god that title of the episode <laughs> we'll be right back all right we're back season six episode 17 resurrection like what is up with this name like what wh why like am i missing something like why is the, the name of this episode I think it implies, like, I think you're supposed to think of the baby first, but I think it's actually implying to Sean coming later in the episode. Like, ah, he's back. He's, re you know, he's now back in full version. I guess, but like Sarah, that... he was barely gone. <laughs> I know. It was only two weeks, but I think that. And he was in the episodes. <laughs> I know. I know. I think it's, it's just like when Topanga went to freaking Pittsburgh, but whatever. Um, I also think it could be like a resurrection of like, old panga in a way that to like a resurgence of like old like who you used to be maybe i don't know but yeah it's a little dramatic it's a little dramatic for this episode yeah yeah it's just yeah like you said it just feels like okay it it feels like they're saying like the baby died and was resurrected. Like that is obviously the headline of this episode. So the title just really throws me off. Um, and, but yeah, so they're in the NICU and um, we see Amy and Alan around like all these basically like babies in their, in their beds. Um, the baby Emporium. Yes. The baby Emporium. Yeah, well, this is the NICU baby Emporium. Okay, so not it's like, like the regular one. It's not the regular baby emporium because they have to be in the little like incubator tube. Yeah, things. baby boy Matthews was five pounds even. 
five pounds zero ounces. That is a pretty small baby. It's not a pretty like, small baby, not but that's stinking small. Like there's no, but babies. that baby on the TV was like ten pounds. So oh, ten. the baby was a full on toddler. Yeah. My well, I should bring this up here. My my brother, uh, other brother, not one of the twins, is having a kid and actually uh, going to go in on Monday. Of, uh, <gasps> to, actually, today. I just realized today. 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 <laughs> going, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, why are you? I gotta go. I, gotta, yeah. <laughs> I love well, because, how Tommy like realizes this right now. We've talked about babies for like over an hour, and this is when he realizes. You know what, guys? That baby doesn't matter. You know what matters? Right here, this podcast. On this our- podcast. <laughs> you're gonna have a new little tortellini in the family, and you're talking to us. Well, yeah, true, and. Uh, I was going to mention the baby, you know, I don't know. So far, the baby was nine pounds. So that's big, a big, huge baby. Big baby Pizzullo. Yeah. Then, yeah. Because I, what big was head. It? last week we were talking about a 22 pound or the 22 pound baby or something, right? Oh, yeah. The big baby nine that we found. The big, remember, we talked about that jazz. We found like the biggest baby. Yeah. That's like 22 pounds of baby. That's I told true. him to keep. <laughs> I told him to keep pushing it so he could get the new record. Yeah, <laughs> like he just... needs the new record. That's nine pounds is not big enough. Jessica, how big of a baby were you? I was seven pounds, three ounces. That's a good sized baby. I mean, my brother was eight pounds something. So wow. He got a fat head. Yeah. So yeah. We got big heads in my family. Yeah. So it's gonna Tommy. Hurt. Don't worry, I'm gonna text my mom now to find out any update. Uh, live on the podcast, you may get updates about this. Good, you have to give them oh, to us. Wait, so wait, is the besides Pa, what's the name? <laughs> um, I don't know the name. There's three options, and I don't uh remember. Them. Was it Jessica, Sarah, or Tommy? Do no, they do wait? Do you know if it was the girl or boy? Did you already boy, say this? They, okay. It, it, why is no. your family all boys, it's, Tommy? It's the Pizzullo curse. Like it is known that all of us will have boys. Do you okay, have I, any yeah. nieces? Uh no, just just boys. Yeah, boys, so. boys, boys. Damn. Yeah. Yep. But uh, updates will be had. But yes, uh, uh, I don't know what weight I was as a baby. Oh, you gotta text your mom too. <laughs> no, that's not. Hey, <laughs> hey, how's the situation with uh, Adam going? Also, what weight was I as a baby? Please. Yeah. There you Need go. To know okay. Um. So yeah. So this is when the doctor comes in. So and again, this is like very strange to me. I guess it's just because I've seen a lot of TV that I'm like, well, obviously the gynecologist that like birthed your child isn't going to be your NICU doctor. Like you're going to have a NICU doctor for the baby. Mm-hmm. But Amy's surprised. Um, and they're just like, okay, well, like what's going on? And this was so scary that Alan's question is, is our baby going to die? And the doctor says, I don't know. Like, that's horrifying. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the best bedside manner, but he's kind of, oh my gosh, I had like a veterinarian that was just like this. And he actually became my favorite vet for my dogs I ever had. Because at first I was like mad at him because he was like, I was like, why are you being so harsh about this? But it was Mm -hmm. more so like he wants you to get like realistic expectations. Like he doesn't want to sugarcoat stuff because he doesn't want you to be blindsided so i think that this is what the doctor's doing and like i said by the end of it i felt like i didn't trust a vet more than i trusted i guess this I, one vet because i just it's wanted like, him to be a little bit like i wanted him to start with saying i don't know but we're gonna do everything we can like i just think you could add stuff on to that sentence yeah. where you're still having the same content but yeah. like 
a little bit nicer because this is their baby you're talking about who is currently in an incubator thingy and like they're scared. And I think you just need to be a little bit more yeah. sensitive of he's that. He's really but... shitty bedside manner. Yeah. But that's he's there to do one job and that's to keep your baby alive. Yeah. And so we find out, Tommy, that he has a respiratory infection um, because they lost a lot of amniotic fluid and that compromised his environment. This is, I mean, half of that sentence is certainly true. Like if you break, if your water breaks, you have to give birth within like 24 hours or like there is a really, really high risk of like shit going wrong. I don't know how he developed a respiratory infection, but like yikers. Yeah. Scary stuff. And like, you know, that's the thing, like as much technology, even, you know, now, but even back then, like it's, things can go wrong. (laughs) And it's it's scary when it doesn't like, especially when it's like you said, like, Doctor, I think is is very direct, um, and like I don't know, it, like you said, it is like maybe like throw in like a, we're doing all we can, but then I've watched the Grey's Anatomy, and and you know sometimes you can get in trouble with what. Well, you, you can't say. say like we'll promise to keep your baby alive, but yeah. you can say like we are trying our best because like that. What? How are they going to say you're not? Like, <laughs> you know, unless you're having sex in elevators, then you're not. Um. But yeah, and so he says, we're going to give him a bunch of antibiotics over the next 10 days. And Amy says, and then we could take him home. And he says, and then we'll see where we are. Like, again, this is, he's like kind of setting expectations, but I just feel like maybe, maybe not. But I feel like if I'm the, or I'm the, if I'm Amy, I want to hear like, I want to know realistically what the, what's going to happen. Like, if he takes the antibiotics within 10 days, well, then what? Like, is he still going to be in here? Like, I might want. I don't know. I maybe they can't give me that information, but I just like concrete like answers to things. And I guess but maybe this is not possible. You can't. You can't have concrete yeah. answers when there's so much up in the air. It's frustrating, and that's why these moments are like uber really painful awful. for everybody yeah. because you can't have concrete answers because it's still so much up in the air. Like he can have an infection, like he has, and it can get worse. Yeah. Yeah, I so. think the doctor's got to be like direct and blunt like this, like just giving it the facts or at least as much of the facts they can and then it's the family job to give like the hope and be more like you know like encouraging um, yeah yeah i think that like um yeah i could see that and like the thing that really gets me is i i don't know this Corey, this episode i feel like some people might relate to this but i personally found him really really hard to watch this episode where he says everything's gonna be okay and topanga says i hope so and he's like what do you mean you think something bad's gonna happen and topanga being like the logical person says something bad already happened and Corey, this entire episode sarah is putting Mm -hmm. so much on topanga to make him feel better and it's so unrealistic and unfair to topanga to put that on her yeah, um, it's hard because, like, it is kind of, like, when your partner is going through something, when you're married or when you're, you have a significant other, you are there to be their support, but it isn't necessarily their job to fix everything for them. I think that it boils down to, like, what everybody's needs are when they're going through something and what Corey needs to hear is everything's going to be okay, And I don't think that that's like necessarily a bad thing because I think that once again, Corey needs hope. um, And that's what he just needs to hear in the moment. Even if 
Topanga doesn't know for sure. He needs to hear it's going to be okay. Um, but uh, there's other people that, need, like, once again, what we were saying earlier, that need, like, straight up facts. Like, yeah, like, it might not be because they don't want to be blindsided. It's just how people deal with grief. Yeah. Yeah. So Corey is very much like, I need you. I need you to be with me. And Tommy, if I'm Topanga, I'm literally saying the same thing of like, I'm sitting right next to you, bitch. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we just need to be Corey and Topanga because then everything is okay. And I'm Topanga. I'm like, how, how is me holding your hand making everything okay? Like, I just, I don't, I don't, what? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I lean in the, I think there's parts that both of them need to see the other side. Like, I think to Topanga's point, Corey, she needs you to be focused here. She needs you to be focused on what's happening around you. That's what Topanga needs in this relationship. Corey needs someone to live in this. It, it, they're fighting with reality versus uh, living in, in almost like ignorance. But it, it's like Corey just wants to pretend like everything's going to be okay in hopes that it will be okay. And it's like to to what Sarah said, like that's okay, but you're putting parts that's not okay is when you put it back onto Topanga. Like, like again, what we were saying last, he steamrolls. It's like both both can't exist. He can't compromise. It's like no, she just has to go with him. And also, he makes like his digs. She, he like digs directly at her. You know. Like, yeah. I thought the comment he makes later. Oh, we'll, we'll save it. But like, it's it's just uncalled for for what you're trying to get. Especially like even here, like because he. I think this whole episode is a lot of the same thing where Corey says, I want us to be the way we used to be. It used to be such a big deal to you. Valentine's day. He says, uh, I was the one who'd want to hold hands, but you were the one who said holding hands is like touching souls. Like, and Topanga's like, how do you remember that? He's like, I just remember everything you said because it was important to me. You don't say stuff like that anymore. And it's just like, first of all, this is such a, I understand he's going through something, but like, this is such a weird time to be having this conversation. Like it's not really the right time. And also Sarah, like if we're going to go with the incorrect continuity that the show tells us where they've been together forever, I'm sorry, Corey, people grow and change. Like, yes, Topanga changed from like crunchy granola to like very typical teen, but like people do grow and change. Like you cannot expect her to be the same exact person she was when you met her when you were like six or whatever. Yeah. I think that he misses just like the, you know what? I think he misses like the childhood innocence of life when things are simpler. Like I think that that's what he's missing when he didn't have to worry about school and he didn't have to worry about, um, you know, Sean running a well, he still wanted to worry about Sean running away, but like when things were just easier when you were a kid, and Topanga had that like kid essence to him, uh, to her. And I think that he's having a really hard time growing up. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy. Sorry, uh, yeah, I, I had a thought as I'm like listening to you guys talk about this. What if okay, pitching this the resurrection is what if it's the resurrection of their relationship, and what if you know, this is almost the conclusion of the cat. The cabin has still been going on up to here where it's like, clearly yeah. there's, their relationship hasn't really been good from there to this. Like, yeah, they had things that got engaged and all that stuff, but they're still there. They have changed. And I think that's where Corey's like this moment, which is a bad moment to choose, but he's digging in his feet and being like, I want to go back to things before the cabin, not to childhood, but like yeah. before the cabin, what we used to have. And to yeah. saying that's not us anymore. Like we have to, you know, yeah, I think that could be a, a part of this episode yeah and i i still think like their engagement was a band-aid a for like what was 
going on at that time and b like topanga was looking for a reason not to go to yale so yeah. that's why she proposed to Corey. so i don't think that things were necessarily resolved at that yeah. moment of the engagement like they're not ready to be engaged they're not ready to get married or that summer they're certainly not ready to literally have a baby in two years time according to the math of girl meets world yeah so well that's the thing is this they they're processing this um trauma or like this stressful moment in two very different ways topanga wants to focus and like say this is scary and she wants to admit that this is scary and she wants to talk about it and she wants to say like this is like a really serious moment this is reality your brother is fighting for his life Corey wants to say i need you to hold my hand i need everything to be like it was because this is too scary and he it, he simply cannot handle the reality in front of him and topanga i think the difference is Topanga understands that that's what Corey's doing. Whereas Corey cannot focus on anything besides himself at this moment. And Topanga is the one who says, I don't like it when you use us to hide from the rest of life. And that could not be a more like apt sentence. Like it could not be more true that that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And I just think it's so rude. To, I don't know. I just think like he could say something else. But when he says, I don't like it that you're not Topanga anymore, Sarah, like that is so hurtful. It is hurtful because she is Topanga. She's just a different, more mature version of herself. I think that these two are really kind of just figuring out. I think a lot of these questions are important to ask when you're about to commit your life to somebody. Like Topanga needs somebody when the going gets tough not to shy away from problems or hide from problems. Like she needs a person that will be there for her to like problem solve and mm. on the other end of it like you know give Corey you know the rope that he deserves in some sense like he needs a partner that will ease a lot of his anxieties and they're not being that person for each other at that moment of what they need and this this is the type of thing they're, this is not the only time they're going to go through some of this uh, strife in their married life and mm -hmm. this is like kind of the first test on how they as a couple react to tragedy or grief or anything like this because I mean they haven't really dealt with anything like this this is literally the first time that Corey's ever dealt with something super serious in his yeah. life that's actually happening kind of close to him and close to him yeah I mean, it's true. It's just interesting the different ways. And I, I think they're true to character. The different ways in which they're handling this. And then we'll get to when Sean shows up later. Um, but first we have to get to the real reason Tommy wanted to come on and talk about this episode. It's because the other Tommy has returned. <laughs> who the fuck even remembers this kid? It took me a solid minute to be like, who the fuck is this guy again, what Tommy? What do you mean? Like, why is he here? I remember because like they do, it becomes a recurring character. It's a, but yeah, I was like, wow you really shoehorn this character i swear the writers just they have a little like catalog that's like all right any any kids that we've had in any like, kid will do <laughs> any kid all right i guess eric had something with a kid we can bring that back then there will be some like similarities there great um mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> this is why i came just to represent that tommy energy up in here <laughs> uh, i do yeah. love i do love tommy and this, the the nicknames are very fun 
Yeah, yeah. I do think this is like a little fun moment. And like we said, Sarah, like Eric is so good with kids. Like he really oh, yeah. is having a great time. Yeah. Um, obviously remember Tommy from episode eleven, Santa's little helper, where mm-hmm. Tommy doesn't ha- ask for parents and for Christmas and he uh Eric like almost adopts him or something crazy. You know what like I that? got him mixed up with? I got him mixed up with the kid, uh, the dog, the the son of the girl that girl Eric that he dated. dated. Yes, yeah. Because they do kind of have the same it's similar the same, like haircut. The same thing. It's yeah. the it's a similar thing where Eric connects to a kid to them. Yeah, yeah. So in in that scene, Eric was like, "Oh, like I I'm like ready to be your daddy," and the mom was like, "Yeah, like no you're thanks. too young for this responsibility." <laughs> yeah, and then in this time, he was questioning if he wanted to take tommy in because he asked for parents or something or maybe that hasn't happened yet i don't know but that's a storyline it's coming soon it's coming soon but um yeah tommy is a kid it's like big brother little brother program we found that we saw that before right jess in dawson's creek yes (laughs) we did um but what do we think tommy about the about tommy's nicknames we got big rat or big girl and the rat Every single I, time you said the rat, I laughed. <laughs> yeah, the rat is the one that gets you. Big girl, you could have been a little more clever. Yeah, like, not not great. Uh, but but rat I do was love, so good. I do love when they come in. He's like, hi, big girl. Hi, rat. <laughs> uh, he is a so, rat. No, he's not. <laughs> Tommy, it's also ridiculous to me that Eric has like a single suitcase and he's moving out. One suitcase. Unless he was just moving out like that one suitcase that day and was coming back for stuff later. Yeah, or maybe it was like symbolic. Maybe there's like it was like here I'm gonna represent my stardom moving by moving just one suitcase today. But like I really gotta get to this hospital. There's a lot more bigger things happening. Because uh, yeah, it seems again like in the same way where like Corey, why are you having this argument on like while this is happening? I guess you like life moves on, but like you could wait to move till after you figure out all this stuff with your new baby brother. Like <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't have to be right now. Why does everything have to be right now? Immediate. Everything yeah. is, I mean, this is the way of the Matthews, right? Everything is right now immediate with Corey, with Eric, with all of them. Um, and so he doesn't want Tommy knowing about like the hospital and all that stuff. So <laughs> the international, the international hospital pancakes, isn't that what you were going to say? Um, and, but Tommy, I love when Eric covers Tommy's ears and he's like, I don't want Tommy to know about the hospital or no, he's eyes. eyes. Sorry, he yeah. His eyes. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. So he's just like, I don't. I he's like wants to hang out. I don't want him to know about this. Um. But he does tell him he's like, I got my a little brother and he's actually pretty sick. And Tommy wants to go um see him. And he has this cute line. He's like, If he's your little brother, he's mine too. Oh it's yeah. Like, it's very sweet. That was cute. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of moments in this episode where like my like little heart begin to like warm and uh in that moment when morgan was like i'm not going to be the baby anymore like there's mm-hmm. a few moments where i was like oh yeah um so then we get angela and topanga in the dorm room um topanga says she's like really scared about all of this and angela asks how Corey's handling it Topanga says he's just not. He's not dealing with it. All he can talk about is holding hands and making everything go away. Um, Just because we're together, we're automatically protected from life. We're not kids anymore. And uh, and Angela says, "You're." I, I don't understand this conversation, Tommy. Angela says, you're handling it maturely. And Topanga says, thank you. And she says, that's not a compliment. What? <laughs> what? Sounds like a compliment. 
I think it's a comment on maybe everyone has noticed that maybe Topanga has grown up too quickly. And, you know, it's like a base. And it, again, maybe you could have this argument with like a different topic. She's kind of right when it comes to the, this situation with the baby brother. I think like, yeah, maybe she could loosen up a bit in other situations, but also like, it's a weird, it's a weird call up by Angela, Angela but it's like, I, I do think she has, changed a lot and if her friends have noticed I, I guess it's good they're they're telling her I you know like she's not as fun. they're kind of just saying she's not as fun which is kind of bad <laughs> yeah yeah because um, we have we have like the flashback or not like a flashback but the retelling Sarah of uh Topanga doing the poem with the lipstick on her face yeah she uh, used to be crazy she, she came over and she did a whole nature poem and she did an interpretive dance and then she drew it with lipstick on her head like that was crazy and she's totally different now because she has straight hair yep crazy uh yeah it's 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 silly i they're like topanga's jaded now she's like <laughs> rough around the edges yeah topanga's on the the harsh world is no longer wanting to i don't know draw lipstick on her face did you did you both see uh Danielle Fischel's recent yes. reenactment? Yes, you... I did. Yeah. So nice. It was funny. She got the doily dress and all. Like that was crazy. So I, that's what I should have done. I should have got all the doily dress, doily all dress. of it, and done a recreation for the podcast. That would have been great. Oh man, that, that. would have been amazing. All right. Hey, see, I'm sure yeah. right back. <laughs> next time. Next time you have to put lipstick on your face. Um, and so yeah, and so uh Topanga's like what happened like he used to be the one bringing me back to reality and Angela's just like you did you're like the greatest influence he needs you to take his hand dance around him and help him what he's going through maybe without you all he has is reality and I'm like on one hand I understand what Angela's saying but on the other hand I'm if I'm Angela I'm like girl I don't know what's up with him but like he needs to <laughs> like I'm on Topanga's <laughs> side if I'm Angela I'm like you have it right you know like you are the one who is dealing with reality and he's just unable to deal with it right now like I'm not saying oh well maybe you need to you know go down to his level which isn't on this plane they have an alliance now, Jess. <laughs> that's right. They do have an alliance now. <laughs> so now that they have the alliance, Angela always has to take Corey's side. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a lot of like what we're saying, but a lot of it's just like Corey needs someone to comfort him. He's definitely like his love language is definitely like affirmation. Definitely like, uh, like, you know, physical touch being someone just being there for him. And I think Topanga's is like, there's too many other things in the world for us to worry about. Like, I don't have time to comfort you. I got to do this, this, and that. And I think that's where Angela's like, you do have, you are his partner. As much as like, there's this other stuff you do. I mean, not as much as Corey's asking for Like, you don't have to like, just focus on him, but like a nice little pat on his head, maybe. Yeah. And like a coffee. Buy him a coffee. I don't know. Well, Corey is already going to get a coffee with Feeney. Um, he's gone off the deep end by saying, did I not raise her and bring her into my home? And even Feeney's like, who the hell are you? What are you, what are you saying? Um, and he's like, you know what? I need a sensible go-to guy. Um, and he's like, Topanga's not what she used to be. Uh, he says she didn't used to be sensible. She was Topanga. Now she's Phyllis Munson from Piscataway. Whatever. How do you know how to say that, Sarah? Piscataway? 
That's it, yeah. Piscataway. Piscataway. That's a town in Jersey. How I'm dare so you? sorry that I don't know how to pronounce every ass backwards town in Jersey. Okay, Piscataway. Piscataway is like 30 minutes from me. Okay, well, apparently she is from Piscataway. Yeah, um, the show dissing New Jersey is this? Is oh, this, is always. This? Yeah, because wow. they're Philly. They can't like. Yeah, Jersey. they hate Jersey. Yeah. Piscataway is one actually. I don't know if it kind of it kind of stinks, but well, there um, you go. But no, it's a respectable place. <laughs> respectable place. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so Feeney talks sense into Corey, and he's like, "She's grown up. Like she's you are too. Everyone is growing up." Um, and so Feeney's like, do you want me to go with you to see how your little brother is like? And he's like, yeah, by the way, my homework is going to be late. Like, <laughs> obviously. When is it not, you freak? Yeah. Um, Tommy, I really like this next scene of like Alan going around and like building these connections with these other NICU parents. I felt like this made so much sense considering how much time parents spend in the NICU with their newborn babies that you would like bond with other NICU parents. Yeah, and I as much as I was booing Alan in the last episode, Alan is great. Like Rusty, the actor in this, is so good. And I yeah. think like he handles the severity and the seriousness so well. Um, yeah, I, I I to your point, yeah, I think they do bond. Like you're you it's it's trauma, it's trauma that you share that you can uh, all all uh, identify with. And I, I think this is a really nice uh, sweet scene. Yeah. Um, and I, I especially love when he like, he has that moment with the baby where he's like, come on, kid, like you gotta get better. We gotta get out of here. I have a much better place for you at home. And this is when Amy wakes up and it's just like, I decided on Joshua, um, Joshua Gabriel Matthews. And there was the, um, I, I think he was a rabbi. Was he a rabbi in the, I'm trying to remember if he was so. a rabbi. That's actually just... Michael Jacobs himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yep. And so he was like praying um when Alan walked in and um and uh Gabriel means he who God protects. Um and so uh the doctor was like apparently said that they should talk to him and uh to like talk to the baby to like maybe that'll help things. Um and it's it's like very like very sweet like that he has this moment with him i mean like obviously right like what are they gonna say like who knows if that helps or not but even if it helps the parent it's helping somebody sarah you know yeah i i think that they need once again just hope in this moment um and whatever form that takes and i think like talking to the baby definitely helps like let's get out of here baby joshua Mm -hmm. Hmm. And it makes it makes your I think of what what it also does is it gives them something to do like it, it, it focuses their energy so they're not just waiting you now have a task to do you now but you you can talk to your uh, son it gives like it, it makes time go by a little bit faster for the parents as well I think it's the tactic from the doctor here right um and so uh right so then we have um eric like showing the the baby to tommy and uh they have like a little moment where he's like riding him like a horse (laughs) whatever (laughs) everybody else is in the waiting room uh bye big girl bye bye rat (laughs) can't can't (laughs) this is a very empty waiting room by the way i've never been to a hospital where it's like 
we yeah. just get the whole run of the place. <laughs> they really, I mean, they took over during Chet's situation as well. They, this they is basically the same their hospital room. now. <laughs> they get a private suite. Oh, the Matt, the Matthews family is here. Here's your, own, here's your the they have their own wing to the hospital. How did this oh, happen? So great. Um, and so, yeah, so Topanga says, I feel like we're really distant. And he's like sitting all the way across the room. So stupid. Me up. <laughs> he's like, she's like, I don't know how to give you what you need. Uh, we can't go through life together. If you expect me to be able to change what's real for you. And Sarah, like, it's so annoying to me that he's like, well, you used to be able to. It's like, oh, my God, Corey, stop. Yeah, Corey's being a little insufferable in, right now because yeah. but I really do just think that he needs somebody in this moment to be like, everything is going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And Topanga's not even giving him that. I know. It's just like. He, it's just I guess all he wants to hear is like everything's going to be okay but yeah. I don't think Topanga is comfortable saying that Tommy because what if everything's not you know like what if the worst does happen like I don't know that she's cool saying that but, but I guess I, I, I think there's a middle of like kind of what Alan's doing of like Alan's taking it seriously but also being hopeful and planning for the future they're not yeah. they're, he's saying things like you know when we do this like and I think that's what Corey's looking for and we see with, with you know is like he's looking for someone to just like not not focus on worst case scenario but focus on best case scenario yeah yeah and, and but that also shows like when sean comes in he is able to do that for Corey. that's what Corey needs in the moment and it just like goes back to like not everybody is the person that is going to give you everything that you need and that's why you utilize different people in your life to hit different areas they fulfill different buckets so yeah for Corey to keep going back to topanga and demanding that she reacts a certain way is almost not fair to topanga because he needs somebody a different bucket at this moment and that bucket just so happens to be sean yeah i think the problem is they need to meet in the middle ground because Corey says, I want you to make everything better. And Topanga's like, that's not possible. But like he could say, I want you to tell me everything's going to be okay. And instead of her giving him a reality check every two seconds, she could say, I don't know if everything's going to be okay, but no matter what, we'll get through it. Right? Like they're, Mm -hmm. they can both be meeting in the middle. Um, and Corey's just getting upset though, because he says Topanga's not like, like she used to be. And Topanga's just like, I, I'm not that person. And this is when Sean comes in and he says, everything's going to be all right. And he's, and Corey says, you think? And he says, I know. And he, uh, and so he like, he's there, he hugs them. And meanwhile, Topanga is just like, it's really, it's really serious. Like he's so small. He can't, he's not breathing on his own. He's, he can't fight an infection. And Corey is just like, he's going to be fine. And Sean immediately is of the Corey variety where he's just like, listen, this kid's going to be great. We're going to have so much fun with him. And I do love Tommy that Topanga turns to Feeney in this moment to be like, hey, can you like, can you like help me here? She's like, like what is going on? Your boy. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think even like I think Feeney's response is like, he doesn't diminish what Corey needs. But he work. It's it's that middle ground you're looking for, where it's like, I hope you're right. It's like mm-hmm. we don't need to live in that fantasy, but I hope that that fantasy is true. I hope we. I hope that future plans is what happens um, with it. Yeah, I mean, I think. Listen, maybe 
Should should shine into being Koi be a thruple too? Because uh, we just both thruples because like <laughs> Koi needs both of them. I do think Sean is that yeah. emotion. Funny, I think Sean is more that emotional side that Koi needs, while Topanga is the rock and the solid, the the person that is going to make sure that Koi like actually succeeds in life. And I think it's like a combination of the two is what he needs. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think it is nice to see Sean here, though, when, like, Amy and Alan come back out to give, like, an update. Um, I just think, like, seeing you have community there is, is, like, very helpful for them, given, like, all they're going through. And we get really bad news that Joshua is not responding to the antibiotics anymore. They've given him all the medicine they can. Now they have to just see what happens next basically and so they say you all should go in and, and chat with him and you know talk to him and tell him who you are and all of that and i oh my god it like made I, this this moment was so nice and i think the best part about like i think the best and the worst part about boy meets world is like the continuity right on one hand the characters feel so lived in and so consistent throughout yeah. the seasons and on the other hand, you have them like making up stories about shit that didn't happen when shit happened. But this moment when Alan, uh, like the nurse is like, oh, sorry, only family can go in. And Alan says that Sean is family. Oh, so good. Right. Because so it's like so well good. earned. Like this it's is well, it's well this. earned. And and yeah. it's also the fact that Sean has like no parents right now right like he just lost his dad his mom is goodness knows where his relationship with jack is shoddy at best and also there's been like times where like alan has like been really hard on sean in defense of his like perfect cherub angel Corey son so the fact that he's like, no, like Sean is family. Like he's one of us just says so much. It says like, Sean, don't worry. No matter what you have family with us, even if you have like no one. And remember, he just ran away, Sean, for mm -hmm. two weeks. And number two, it's it it's, gets them to a point where like everything in the past is in the past. And you're like my son in a way as as much as everybody else. It's nice. It's a really nice moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really good moment. And it, it also, like, for Alan, it kind of shows that stuff you do matters. You know, like, he was another parent in Sean's life. Like, he was another father. I would say Turner, another father. Chet, a father. Like, they're all, they all made up one father for Sean. And I think, like, he, there are times, like you said, that he was tough on Sean. And I think the fact that Sean turned around, came back, for for this for for Corey to help but also for you for your family and mm -hmm. i think it validates like the energy you put into this kid is like look like 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 he is part of the family he is your family family is not blood all you know like it, 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 it's what you make and i think like this is their makeshift you know this waiting room is their makeshift family with all feeny's part of the family they're all yeah. they're all part of it uh, and i think it's very interesting that like we just like it has not been very long since we lost Chet. And so I think like Sean seeing all the people there for him, he's very much in like the mind of like, I need to be there for like not only Corey, but like the Matthews in general. Um, and so they all go in mm. into the NICU. 
Oh, one more point. I'm so yeah, sorry. And it it just like reminds me like he is always thinking like I am just like my dad. I'm just like Chet. I run away from everything. And this proves that he is not like Chet because yeah. when people actually need them, need him, Sean shows up. And that's mm-hmm. the difference between Sean and Chet. And it's like I don't even know if Sean realizes like how much this action means that he's the opposite of what he's so afraid of but it just proves that he's not his dad like he is reliable he's a good friend he's a good person a good family member so i just thought that that was like super important that like he showed up he showed up when people needed him yeah absolutely um and he goes in with Corey and topanga um and has like a whole conversation with joshua they all say like you have to get better like the medicine's gonna help you you have people who love you um and sean like says the most and he says you know what this is the second time i've been in a hospital i don't like the way the first one turned out so you have to listen to me i've been out of town i was in a really bad way but i met people who were looking for the same thing and now you're in a bad way because i need to and i I came back because i need to tell you something don't go out of town. Don't go anywhere. Life is right here with these people, with your family and my family. We've got the greatest family there is. Um, we want you to be with us so we can watch you grow and make uh, and, and change and make memories together. Yeah. And like this is like, gosh, Tommy, like this is so amazing because all of this is happening so close together where Sean's dad dies and he – And in that same moment, in that same episode, he's feeling like I push everyone away and to go full circle and have him then show up for the Matthews when they're in the hospital for like scary reasons and for him to call them his family. Like that's a big deal for Sean. Yeah. And that's why I think this episode is so incredible in the sense that it does uh, wrap up a lot of character arcs and like, like you have this with a bent episode that's sometimes hard to continue the main plot as well. And I think they do that really well here with Sean of like, it finally feels like he fully comes to closure of like, I'm not my father. I am, I'm my own person and, and fully accepting that here. I'm also really glad in a way that uh, I think An- Angela should have had a little bit more in this episode, but I'm glad they didn't touch on the Sean Angela. That's not what's important here. You know, yeah. like, uh, we can touch on that later. Obviously, they have to deal with their relationship, but right now he needs to be there for his family, for his family, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. I'm glad this came from Sean. I think I think we, we don't need this from Corey. We don't we needed it from Sean. I think he is the heart of the show in a lot of ways, especially with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's it's big, right? Like it feels like a big moment for the show. Um, and Topanga, uh, says to Corey, like, thank you for remembering who I was. And they say like, oh, you're in my heart. Um, and then we get like a, again, I, sometimes I'm like, we don't need the B storyline. And this feels like one of those instances where like Eric's moving out. They do this cute game though, where they have the like amazing flying Tommy. He's going to perform his world famous, close the suitcase with his tushy. Uh, they do the drum roll. And it's very cute. And they're like, oh, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave. And he's like, yeah, I do. Still best friends. Yeah. Okay, great. And then he's like, okay, bye. It's like, I don't know. We needed this in this episode, Sarah. It just feels like too much. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, I mean, you know, logistically speaking, I do think that Eric is um, meant to be 
I don't know, like an A-list character or like a head character. So I think that they actually probably need to give him a certain amount of storylines. I don't know, Tommy, you're in showbiz, baby. Like, is there any, um, is there any, like, if he is in as a main character, like, is he um, like contracted to have a certain amount of storylines a season? Is that, is there any like juice to that? Um, You know, I think like they, not necessarily, like, you think they get paid to be a regular, and if they use them, because there's, I know, um, it's talked about of, like, there's people that are regulars for a season, but they may not even be in an episode, but they still get paid right. for that episode, even mm-hmm. if they're not in it, so I think it's, like, it, it, they're gonna pay for it, so you gotta get the most juice out of that, if you're paying for an actor, then you probably mm-hmm. want to write big scenes for them, because you want to get the most juice out of it, I do think this is more to get, like, the logistics behind it, I think the reason you, they're, they're rushing this, A, because they, they want to bring Sean in and they want to progress this. I think they, they felt as we, you guys have talked about on the podcast is like the Eric, Rachel, uh, uh, and, um, Eric, Matt, Jack, no, Jack. <laughs> uh, I want to say Joshua over and over again, uh, <laughs> but Jack, the, the thing with them is, uh, I think it got stale. I think they realized like there isn't as much, there isn't as much story, here let's try to make the dynamic of the apartment different and so i think Mm -hmm. they wanted to shift up who lives in the apartment and i think that was the reason i think they like they found a way to do it but like you're right he shouldn't move out out over them getting together like you could work on this there should be more conversations than just like all right i'm moving out yeah yeah it's just yeah it's just a lot like sometimes i like with these heavier episodes like let's just focus on that you know um and so they try to trick us by taking off the little sign um and uh then we see the bed is empty we see alan like looking in like you know he's contemplating things and then we see amy with the baby um and again we've talked about this a little bit sarah but like even in this episode as well i I, it makes more sense to me in this episode that there's like more religion um it feels like a lot though this season specifically has been infused with religion yeah like i I said so too when you're in the hospital totally get it right people lean on all sorts of things in times of crisis um but yeah very a lot of it um in in this episode and more specifically this season um and so we find out they're all going home um and uh and sean is just like oh this place is so weird like i lose my dad and then there's a little miracle i get to watch a little brother grow up i get my family back um and we find out sean is is sticking around he's here he's here for good tommy he was barely gone and now he's back those two weeks (laughs) listen it was it was turmoil for me. I was like, oh man, I need Sean back, even though we saw him at a payphone with some cowboys last episode. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Sean's back. The 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 twist, I I like we don't need you to trick us. This was already an emotional episode, okay? And then you put Boy Me Twelve puts the classic Boy Me Twelve sad music behind it, where it's like doo, 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 Yeah. And it's so sad. Uh and yeah. I, I think it's glad I'm glad Sean is back. So we can proceed and get more Sean and Angela. I'm a big, big fan. Yeah. Um, and Sarah, we do get Topanga who takes out some lipstick, draws a heart around her face. And she's just like, I'm still like the same old Topanga. I'm in your memories and you'll always be here to remind me who I am. And Sean says his line that he says in that episode, use a mirror, babe. Yeah. How nice. Love a callback. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Gotta love it. 
Corey's uh, yes, darlings. I, I definitely quote, like I quoted that for the longest time. And no one, it's, it's not like you would recognize it from, but I don't yeah. know why. Always the way he says it is like, yes, darling. Or I don't know. He says it very Corey-like. <laughs> uh and yeah and so uh she also draws a heart on Corey's face and she says no matter how difficult life gets the important thing is to live it with hope and he says that sounds like you and so then they decide they're going to be valentine's uh again and they leave and i do i like again i think that the thing is is topanga is way more willing to compromise on stuff than Corey is and so she moves in his direction right like she gives him the little bit of hope that like he was needing to hear but I also feel like he can move in her direction a little bit too. Like you have to understand that like people react differently to this type of crisis. And so like some people want to be more real about it and talk about how scary it is and say like shit can go poorly. Like, yeah, it's Corey's little brother, but like Topanga also cares. Like she is, she's not a stranger. She deeply cares about these people as well. So she's going to have feelings too. Yeah. I mean, that's what relationships are all about, right? Compromise. You have Don't to you hate compromise. It's the worst. Yeah, compromise. Compromise stinks. Um, and I just like can't get out of my head that like in two years after the show ends, they have a, a baby of their own. It's ridiculous because there's a three there's a three year age gap between Riley and Maya and Joshua. So it just feels like I don't know. These kids are like numb nuts. Like they're not ready to have their own child. <laughs> these kids are numb nuts. They are. Uh, but I don't know. I guess we don't have to worry about seeing Corey and Topanga struggle as newlyweds and new parents. Thank goodness. It, it seems like in the future, you know, as someone who did watch all the girls meets world. Uh, sorry, I had flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> it's <really> scary, <laughs> but. I do think Corey, there's a couple episodes where he gets this into his like, everyone's got to worry about me, but he does get better on that. And I think like he does learn to compromise, but there's a lot of him always having to be the victim. Even when I think he does have some points, it's the fact that it's like Topanga can have no points and all my points yeah. are right. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to yeah. get you anywhere, babe. You're going to wind up getting a divorce at 19. Yeah. yeah. It's not great. Um, but these were like such such an interesting pair of episodes to choose, Tommy. I'm so happy you did though, because they were like really intense. It was nice to have you on to chat about them uh with how are you doing? What do you have going on? What do you want to tell people about? Well, my big baby updates that I definitely remembered. <laughs> uh first off, the the my my baby weight was eight point six. You were a good a good sized baby. Babe. <laughs> Chunky baby. Uh, <laughs> And then the baby is still on hold. It is still in it's still on hold. It's back ordered. <laughs> it's brewing a little bit more. Uh, but tomorrow is is believed to be uh, it's it's time. Twenty seventh. That is a great day. What a great day. What's July twenty seventh. Yeah. What's the zodiac? He's a Leo. Oh my god! It's gonna be a Leo. Oh no! Yeah. The dad's a Leo too. Oh, chatty no. kid. Chatty. Don't watch fire in one chatty, household. Chatty kid, chatty dad. God help me if I ever have a Leo child. I won't make it. I won't make it. No, they'll be fine. It's going to be great. They're going to love it. Um, yeah, so much fun to be on the pod. And uh, what I have outside of my family's baby stuff that they definitely want me sharing on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I have a podcast uh, called Stark Wars. You can check us out. Uh, weekly, you know, because Disney always is pumping those Marvel and Star Wars sh shows because that's what we cover there. Marvel and Star Wars properties. 
uh, with my co-host Michael O'Rear. Uh, if you if you like my random tangents or I derail the podcast, it's basically what I do on my podcast. So come check me out over there. Otherwise, I'm on the Twitter at uh, Tommy's Tidbits and uh, yeah, in the Discord as well as we talk about the PSR Discord. So amazing. Uh, well, look at that, Sarah. We're so in sync today. Yeah, I think I'm just used to you saying it. <laughs> amazing. Because um, everything is amazing. Yeah. Um, Sarah, what do you have going on? What do you want to tell the people about? Uh, yeah, continue to check us out for our weekly Boynton's World and Dawson's Creek coverage. We are nearing the end of both seasons, both season four of Dawson's Creek and season six of Boy Meets World. So that's uber exciting. Um, we had a lot of good bonus content in the month of July. Go check that out. Uh, something coming up in August. And besides that, um, I'm going to be over on post-show recaps covering the League of Their Own um, show with Grace and Marissa. So really excited about that. That's going to be really good. And then Jessica and I will also be covering the new Pretty Little Liars show on HBO. Fantastic. I'm so excited about that. It's either going to be awful and really fun to podcast about or really good and fun to podcast about. So you can't lose, basically. Is what I'm saying. I mean, we're so, probably going to lose. That's the thing with Pretty Little Liars. We're all losers in the end, but we are all losers. But at least we're not. We're only losers for like a very short HBO season versus like twenty something episodes. That's very true. Show. This so, is not your HBC, HBC, ABC Family uh, free. This ain't your ABC here. Family Beach. No, no. <laughs> this is HBO. H bitch. O. H. You know what? Haters. My my what? <laughs> Sorry. my um my British coworker says H as H H H, and I think that I just like emulated him a little you bit. You should H B O. Yeah. Um. Yes. Amazing. You could find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. I'm here all the time. Also going to be covering Pretty Little Liars. Obviously, we just talked about that. Also going to be covering Paper Girls, which is coming out on Amazon prime video um i think tomorrow on the day this drops so the 29th i think is when that comes out um gonna be super fun very 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 excited about that of course you could also hear me over at post recaps on community building on the weekly talking about the show community with josh wiggler we have tons of fun over there as well so go check out all of that nonsense there's a lot of nonsense go check out all of it it's super fun it's a great time you like this dynamic you can find it over at psr as well in many different forms um we appreciate you all for listening and we will talk to you all next week sarah i gotta look this up how many episodes are we covering next week i think it's just one i think it is two two. yeah two for another twofer. yeah just you and me just us goyles here goyles how do they is that it goyles sure yeah just us can can i help cheer you up can i help to cheer you and be true be true i don't remember either of the titles of these episodes so that'll be interesting um we'll be back next week with more boy meets world thank you again tommy for joining us and thank you everyone for listening have Just a good time shit 90 shows taught me ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly 2 million ohioans live with a mental health condition 
In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.